Welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Hey, we started a new series today called Code Red. I was praying about, I've been praying for actually about eight weeks about our new series and I said to my team, I, I have no idea. We've been twisting and turning and pivoting for so long and thanks COVID. Uh, I, but just recently, last couple of weeks, I, I just felt like as a team, we're going to come and bring you Code Red, which is a series all about the words of Jesus and just bring them right into focus. And, you know, the Bible is loaded with uh, insights for life and godliness and spiritual power. But the words in red, the words of Jesus are undeniably the most powerful. You know, being born of God means that we are spiritually present. I love Pastor Rob's message there on offering. You know, you, you live in a, in a state and a place where you're spiritually present. It means you're the most joyful person in the room. You, you elevate others with your life. You elevate others through honour. It's interesting, the Bible says we should honour our parents, we should honour our leaders and we should honour one another. When you're spiritually present, you are spirit sensitive. When you're spiritually present, you are on fire spiritually. And so just one thought, because uh, I don't have a lot of time today. We've gone a little over in worshipping God and that's the best time to go over time, don't you think? Um, so I just want to talk to you about this, this whole getting the fire, keeping the fire and stoking the fire because more than ever before, we need to be a people who are on fire. And if you look out there into the world, there's a whole bunch of people on fire and it's a strange fire, it's the wrong fire. What if we all got set on fire with the fire of God? And I'm not talking about something weird about manifestations that might happen in us, but the things that will happen through us as we make the Word of God our highest priority and go after God. If you get excited or inspired in any way this morning, just move in the seat. So I, I had someone tell me that I, I might bore them to tears sometimes, but if, if anything's inspiring, encouraging, up, just move so I can tell that you, I'm still doing okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I really appreciate it. Get it, keep it, stoke it. When you look at uh, the words in red, code red, you see that Jesus dealt with some things that were pretty in your face. He talked about judgmental hypocrites. He told them to remove the plank in their own eye before they look after the speck in their brother's eye. Here's, here's an interesting thought about it. Don't gloss over it. You are supposed to help with the speck in your brother's eye. But you can't do it while you've got a plank in your own. Have you ever got something in your eye? Generally speaking, you can't get it out. You need somebody else to help you get it out. Don't, don't gloss over the big bits. Uh, don't, don't be judgmental. Of course you're not supposed to be judgmental. You're not supposed to be critical. But actually we're supposed to live at a certain place where we've got clear enough sight so that we can help our brother with the speck that's in his eye. He spoke about some challenging things. He, he said, if you're too busy to pray, you're simply too busy. He said, if your work stops you from praying, reading your Bible and attending church, you worship your work and not Jesus. He said, if your family stops you, you love your family more than God. It's like challenging. But in today's text, we're going to look about at the portion where he warns against pretenders. And he says, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled because these pretenders, they prophesy, they cast out demons and they do miracles. So don't be fooled. 
in fact, the portion of Scripture we're going to go to, you could say that it kind of says there's two types of builders in the kingdom today or in the world today, spiritually. Those that are building skyscrapers and those that are building sandcastles. I've seen some I've seen some magnificent sandcastles. We had one built out here by a professional one, so in fact a world champion. And, and when you looked at that structure that he built out of sand, from a distance it looked amazing. Even up close, almost it looked amazing. But you know what? The first shower of rain, the first bit of wind, and it went. And when we go to this portion of scripture, you could say that Jesus said, you know, uh, there are those who are building skyscrapers, and there are those who are building sandcastles. I want to encourage you this morning that your life is supposed to be one that builds skyscrapers. Solid foundations can go broad and can go tall, can be seen from far away. Your spiritual life should be a skyscraper, not a sandcastle. It's not something we play around with on the beach. Hello, somebody. It's something we dig deep and we form a foundation that is strong and impenetrable and then we can build upon it what we need to build and it should go up high so others can see. Oh, she shuck and think a preacher might be in the house. Matthew 7 verse 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? <laughs> kind of interesting, huh? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do miracles for your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do miracles for the sake of your name? But I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. Hmm. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable Foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained, the flood came, with wind and waves beaten upon its house, it collapsed and was swept away. When you're born again, you're born of God. And one of the first exchanges that takes place when you're born of God is we exchange our weakness for His strength. And I believe in this hour that God is building weakling warriors. If you go across into Joel chapter 3, verse 10, He says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. The tr traditional translation says, let the weak say I am strong. And you may have come in here this morning feeling weak, but God is making you strong. You may look at others as warriors, but you can be that same warrior. In fact, they started off as a weakling, even if they are a warrior today. And here's the reality. We have been given from God His Word so that we can be strong on the inside and be those that build skyscrapers spiritually so that we can stand against the rain and the wind and the floods and everything that comes because God turns weaklings into warriors. Always be on fire. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is talking to God and talking to the Corinthians church about this sickness he's been wrestling with time and again, time and again. And then he begins to tell the church about the fact I've gone to the Lord with it 
once, twice, and then on the third time when I thought I might get my breakthrough. Instead of getting my breakthrough, I got a, a revelation from God. And this is the revelation I got. Jesus spoke to me personally, words in red, code red. He says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. When you are prepared to confront your weakness, you can actually then connect with the power of God that will overpower that weakness and make you strong. You'll become a weakling warrior and there is nothing that can stand against you because it's no longer you who's standing, but it's the King of Kings, it's the Lord of Lords, it's the Captain of the host of our armies of God standing up on the inside of you. So three thoughts because I've got seven minutes to land. Are you ready? Here's three thoughts about getting the fire, keeping the fire and stoking the fire. Because I, I do believe that we are called. Here it says we've got to build upon the solid, we, we, we build upon rock, upon, not upon sand. We're not playing on the beach. We are building something significant to last with our spiritual lives. And it's not just about us. Others need to see it from afar. Others need to be able to occupy that space also. And so God says we must build strong foundations. How do you get the fire if you don't have it? You get it through surrendering in prayer. In fact, everything in the Kingdom of God starts through surrender. You surrender on the altar of repentance and your salvation journey starts. You remember that prayer you prayed, Father, forgive me for my sins. I'm a sinner in need of a Saviour. Thank You for sending Your Son to die upon the cross for me. I believe He lived, He died and He rose again. And today I surrender my life to You forever. I'm gonna follow You, You lead, I follow. You remember that? And everything on the past got washed away. In fact, in that moment, your sins of the past, present and future were dealt with. I know it's hard for you to deal with. I know it's hard for you to understand. It's even hard for me to understand. But on that moment, when I surrendered my life to Christ, sins, past, present, future, dealt with. How do you get the fire? It starts in surrendering prayer, but it continues through surrendered prayer. There's not just the altar of repentance, there's the altar of obedience. <laughs> An altar is a place to die and a place to worship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, a, it's a place to die and a place to worship. It's, the altar is a place for resurrection also. So it's not just about the altar of repentance, it's also about the altar of obedience. And you know what? I find I die daily. Because obedience always, 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 always has some kind of death to carnality connected to it. Have you ever noticed that? Um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> and someone said to me, oh, Pastor, you're so disciplined. <laughs> I said, oh, no, I'm not. I'm just dead. <laughs> but Pastor, you're so disciplined. You train, you eat healthy. I said, oh, I eat chocolate. Lots of it. Oh, but you do. No, no, no. <laughs> There's an altar of repentance and there's an altar of obedience. It's how you get the fire in the first place. And it's not just the altar of repentance and obedience. There is that altar of sacrifice. But when you become a living sacrifice, there's something fresh and new that begins to flow out, yeah? So if you want to get it, it, it starts by surrendering in prayer. How do you keep it? 
you've got to guard your heart with the word. We, we are in a war against deception, corruption and carnality. It's not COVID. It's not racism. It's not another nation. The war is deception. The war is corruption. The war is carnality. And never before in the history of the church during my lifetime have I seen carnality so readily accepted in the church. I've gone all quiet when I started to go to the truth. I've seen it creep into even my own life just through philosophies and influences in the church of so-called respected people. And sooner or later, you've got to shake yourself off. You've got to wake up and go, I can be silent no more in my own life. And so we, we've got to know that you get it through surrendered prayer, but you keep it through guarding your heart and you've got to guard your heart with truth. The Bible says in Proverbs 23 and verse 23, get the truth and never sell it. Get wisdom, discipline and good judgment. Get the truth and never sell it. One translation says, I have hidden, in another scripture says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You've got to keep hiding it in your, see, you can get the fire, but you can lose the fire. Like any fire, I said, we were at a party last night. It was freezing last night. And they had fires there and it was, it was okay for about 10 minutes and the fire would go out or not get warm enough. And you had to keep putting wood on the fire. And you've got to know that once you catch your spiritual fire, you've got to keep putting wood on the fire. And the way that you put wood on the fire is by guarding your heart with the Word of God. You've got to put more wood on the fire and you do that by knowing what truth is. I, the psalmist says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin it. Why would you hide the word in your heart? Because at that moment he was okay, but he knew his own humanity that down the track, there are some things that could come up. I've got to hide this thing in there for later because that's a bit of armour that I'm going to need. That's a weapon I'm going to, I've got to hide this over here. He probably hid, being a man, he probably hid in his heart the word that says, I, have, I, I, I would not sin with my eyes, lusting after another. I made a covenant with my eyes that I would not look upon another woman with lust. See, I hid that there a few years ago because I knew I might need it one day. He, he said, I have hidden your word. You've got to not just get it, you've got to keep it. And, and I do think that getting and keeping it also requires stoking it. There are times when the fire needs to be stoked up right to the hottest possible level. In fact, sometimes if you've got those potbelly stoves at home before you go to bed in winter, you get it raging hot and, and just before you go to bed, you, you just stuff as much wood in there as you possibly can and you shut the door and you turn the flute down and it kind of looks like it's going out. But you've just put it on a slow burn so that once you wake up in the morning, you pull that chute, you give it some oxygen and boom, it comes alive. You've got to know that you've got to not just get it, 
You've got to keep it and you also need to stoke the fire by doing what Jesus said to do, the obedience deal. He said here in this word, those who hear my word and do it, they are like those who build skyscrapers. They are but like those who build unshakable foundations. It doesn't matter what comes against them. They will stand and they will be there after the storm. It doesn't matter what persecution comes their way. They will stand and be an example for others after the persecution has has gone and been proven wrong. You've got to know it is up to us to stoke around fire as the team comes to join me. You've got to know that you've got to get it, you've got to keep it, you've got to stoke it. Only you can do it. We can do some things for a while as pastors, as leaders, as ministers to help you. And kind of you can get to the place where you feel like you are reliant upon, dependent upon a pastor or a leader or whatever else to keep your spiritual life going. Now, there is a responsibility. Like I feel charged coming here this morning, corporately worshipping with you and praising. I don't know about anyone else got that. And I'm the preacher today. And I feel charged, but, but that's, the, that's the magic of the family of God, the family of faith, that coming together, something happens, shield against shield. We lock horns together against the enemy and that shield of faith becomes larger than just one, one, one little, sh- do you know what I'm saying? Just that one little shield on its own can do so much. But when we all lock together, like that movie 300, when we all lock together, <laughs> it's like the enemy has no chance. Stinking clock. (sighs) Prophet said, your word is like fire shut up in my bones. So there's some of you here this morning, you need to stoke your fire because you have been relying upon someone else to stoke your fire. No one else can stoke your fire. Others, you need to keep that fire. It's like the the days are here. Your pastor can't keep the fire for you. The preacher can't. The podcast can't. You know, a preacher or a pastor, we can light a fire, but we can't keep it going. It's up to you to keep it going. Study the priests in the Old Testament. Their responsibility was to keep the fire burning in the temple. You are a priest. You've got to keep the fire building in your own temple. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You've got to keep the fire burning. You've got to keep the fire burning by putting the wood on the fire, but you also got to get the ashes out every day. Every day. Otherwise, they're going to build up on the inside and eventually you will not be able to build a fire on the inside of your pot belly. Not saying you've got a pot belly. but I have seen some of you from a side profile. No, <laughs> Father, forgive me. I've sinned in the presence of your people. Father, forgive me. Father, <laughs> some of you got a bit more than a pot pellet. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you got to pull the ashes out. And that refers to negative thinking, critical thinking, sinful thinking. Hello. you got to clean the ashes of those thoughts out so that you can get the fire, keep the fire, stoke the fire. Father, in Jesus' Name, let us be the kind of people that don't just hear Your Word, but we actually do it. In Jesus' Name. 
This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.